everybody, welcome back to the Retail Ready Podcast. We're on episode number 54. I just hope you guys are well, considering what's going on in the world, and hopefully we're coming out of a very dark tunnel. So keep safe, everyone. I hope uh, you're enjoying this podcast and previous podcast episodes uh, to help you pass some time and also keep in contact with other people from the food and beverage world. And that's one of the reasons why I started this podcast. It was to connect more people, more brands, more businesses within retail, within food and uh, business. And today's episode um, is someone who I chat to every now and then, and it's Francesco Francescanelli. I hope I've said the surname right. It's a fantastic surname. And Francesco is someone who I've known for a few years, who is in Italy. So I wanted to 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 contact Francesco um, from a personal perspective, as well as to see what uh, is going on in the food food world, trend world, and kind of just get an update as to what's going on in his world. And it's always fantastic to chat to other people from different cultures, backgrounds, so that you can kind of get a gauge of what's going on outside your kind of bubble. So today's episode was kind of just a general chit chat with Francesco, just as I normally would um, with Francesco. So it just gets you to uh, go into my little world a little bit more. Uh, but. Francesco, full of insights, has some amazing products to offer and already deals with a lot of people in Australia. But I hope you enjoy this episode and get a lot out of it. On to some exciting retail-ready news. The podcast has a new sponsor. So welcome on board Huff & Puff Pork Crackle, which is made here in South Australia. Uh, You can find these guys in the likes of Drake's, Romeo's, Foodland's, IGA's, plus other various outlets, which we'll go into more details in the next few episodes and hopefully get these guys on board. But Huff & Puff have been a follower of the podcast since episode number one. And one of the great things about these guys is they always reach out when they enjoy an episode, but they also reach out to say how they feel connected to the industry. And a few of you have also reached out to say that you guys go through the same hurdles, the same headaches that all these brands, businesses and individuals uh, talk about in each episode. And it's fantastic that this platform can help bring the industry together. And Huff and Puff have been fantastic to say they want to show their support in growing this podcast. So absolute pleasure. Um, Can't wait to hear more from you guys. And uh, yeah, thank you for showing your support in a platform that I've enjoyed growing from day one. So on to episode number 54. Let's chat to Francesco and keep safe, everyone. Keep washing those hands. Speak soon. Welcome to the Retail Ready Podcast, hosted by Ben Wyatt, your destination for product development, food trends, and some serious knowledge bombs about the food industry. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, absolutely amazing to have you on board. How is everything going? I believe it's around about 8 a.m. in Italy. Yeah, yeah, that's right, Ben. Uh, thanks for having me here today. Well, I'm I'm not really here. I'm more there than here, as I'm in Italy, and as you said, it's 8 a.m. But um, anyways, uh, let's say so far so good. Uh, so far, we so were, good. We we were probably better a couple of months ago, but um, you know, 
still still alive. That is that is good. And you are literally uh, we're recording this episode. I'm in Melbourne. You're in Italy. Um, tell me tell me what's going on. Are, are you well? Is the family well? Uh, yeah. Uh, luckily, I live in uh, in the southern part of Italy. I live in the southeast of the country, uh, a little region called Puglia. It's like um, you know the heel of the boot, if you see it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I bet it. I bet, I bet it's a horrible part of the world, isn't it? But it's absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But it's. I bet it's full of horrible views and horrible food, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's that's the place where I'm from. <laughs> Correct. You got it. Uh, well, I was, um, as I said, uh, luckily uh, here things are still under control, or at least they seem under control. So clearly, we have a few a few cases of uh, hundreds of cases of uh, people who tested positive to the virus in uh, here in uh, in um, in Puglia, but. It's it's okay. I mean, we're not allowed to uh, to go out. Uh, uh, the restrictions that you probably see on the news uh, that yeah. um, have been in place for a month in northern Italy are just the same here in southern Italy. But it's not as bad as uh, in Milan or those other um, big cities in Italy. Uh, so I, I can say we are we are uh, quite lucky at um, at the moment and. Uh, it seems that all you know those measures that were put in place a month ago uh, definitely worked here in southern Italy, and probably yep. in two or three weeks we'll be allowed um, out again. We are not sure what's going to happen. The government hasn't been very very clear about it, but um, yeah, hopefully in a month from now everything will be not back to normal, but uh, you know close to uh, to normal. Fingers crossed. Yeah, okay. Fingers crossed. Well, good luck. Yeah, we've, I'm following. Well, I'm following it on the news, but then I've kind of the last week or two weeks actually stopped listening to the news because it's crazy what it does to your mind and mental health, which is, seems to be a big thing at the moment in Australia and globally um, because it was just all doom and gloom, which it is. Um but I, I, I felt like I was being swamped into all this news. Is it the same in Italy? Is it is it the same vibes that you're getting over there, or is it yeah. um, seeing the light now? Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, whenever you turn on the TV, or I know when you are on the web, you are um, just surrounded by uh, COVID nineteen news mm. and uh, politicians uh, claiming stuff they they have you know, no idea of. So, yeah, it's it's a bit sad. And people, you know, are just um, talking about um, how many casualties we have and uh, uh, doctors, uh, nurses on TV all the time. It's, uh, it's very sad. Clearly, you need to be aware of what's happening in your country. Uh, you need to understand what's happening. It's important that, uh, you know, people everywhere uh, understand how serious this is. But after... Six weeks, I think that people now have an idea, but still, you cannot uh, be uh, thinking about this all all the time. Um, you know, as the Queen said, Definitely. "Show must go on." So we 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 have to continue working. We have to continue focusing on our families, and uh, we 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 have to uh, to go on, uh, but mindful of uh, you know what's happening uh, around us. Which is, which is a beautiful segue into why I've got you on this podcast because 
you you're a man that we've been in contact for probably around four years um which is crazy to think yeah. I've, I've never never actually met you in person but we've got yeah. a lot in common and one day i'm gonna have to come to that terrible part of the world that you live in and try the the beautiful food and see you in person and enjoy a few beers because you are a man of man of the world in Italy that's surrounded by the food trends insights and your life is around food and I wanted to get you on the show one to kind of talk about um, the Italian influence uh, that you bring uh, into my world and you're also all on top of the trends and kind of how COVID-19 has affected your world and uh, business in Italy and kind of the retail situation. Do you want to give a brief overview to the people who are listening about yourself? Because, Francesco, you've got one of the best surnames around and I'm not going to be able to do it. In my my northern accent from uh, northern England, I'm not going to give it justice. So I'm going to leave it over to you to give a brief overview of who you are, what you do, and the fantastic name that you have. Yeah, uh, thanks, Ben. Uh, I would like to thank my parents, actually, for uh, <laughs> So, yeah, I think that, um, you know, after six minutes, it's, uh, it's, it's the right time to tell your audience who I am, what I'm doing here, and what my surname is. Um, so, uh, my, my full name is Francesco Franceschinelli, but, um, guys, don't worry about it too hard, too long uh, to repeat. So um, sometimes even Italians have trouble with my surname. <laughs> you, just, you just can call me Frank or Francesco, whatever. Um, anyways, uh, I'm an export sales consultant and food broker. What does that mean? I, I facilitate business between suppliers, manufacturers from overseas and Australian buyers. More specifically, I connect food and beverage brands or ingredient suppliers from uh, mostly Europe and Latin America uh, and Australian retailers or importers interested in selling those products in, uh, in your home market. You know, most of the times, both the suppliers and the buyers due to poor knowledge of foreign markets cultural language time barriers find very hard to access um, farm markets and this is the case of italy and australia italian brands you know would would love to sell in australia but they have no idea of how to do it and um, you know maybe uh, australian buyers would love to source uh, italian products but um, other than pasta and cheese they don't know much about our um, uh, food culture but this is true in australia in the us anywhere in the world um, so I add value by finding buyers in Australia for um, uh, foreign brands and vice versa. I help um, Australian buyers to source whatever they need uh, from this side of the world, but um, are unable to find. Um, how do I do this? I lived in Australia for, um, for a few years until uh, 2017 and I worked in the natural food industry. So I have um, good knowledge of the Australian retail market. Clearly, in the last three years, the market has um, has changed, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, still, I've got a good understanding of um, how the market uh, works in uh, in Australia. Um, when I was in Australia, I lived in Sydney, and I looked after domestic and export sales at the Ginger People, which is a premium brand of um, ginger foods from California, and I was responsible for sales in Australia, New Zealand, and Latin America. So, thanks to these, I have um, 
a very extensive contact network in those countries and leveraging on those contacts, I have launched my own um, consultancy business upon coming uh, back to Italy. Um, I specialize in natural, organic, free from and gourmet foods, but also trade mainstream products like uh, vinegar, olive oil, tuna, uh, pasta, you know, the the, um, traditional (laughs) Italian uh, products. As you said, Ben, you and I have been in touch, if not for maybe three years, uh, when you were in your previous job. Um, So we have been in touch for three years discussing uh, 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 a few different products and uh, projects we never met in person um i've seen pictures of you so i've got a good idea who we are hopefully uh, hopefully the good ones <laughs> but we never met so hopefully i understand you want to come to this um awful part of the world to meet me but at the same time i uh, definitely want to go back to australia so maybe we can meet um halfway yeah and another, another awful part of the world as well yeah, yeah. it's, it's yeah. Yeah, tough life yeah. in Melbourne. Yeah. Anyways, the the I guess that as you said, the reason for my presence here today is to give you an overview of what's going on in Italian retail during these difficult times. Uh, as Italy was probably the first uh, big Western economy to be seriously hit by the virus, so um, it is uh, unfortunately a good example a good example of what may happen in other markets like um, like Australia. Um, in terms of how my business has been affected by the virus, uh, um, unfortunately, it was. There was a sharp increase in orders back in March uh, when you know all my Australian customers, um, all the importers and retailers I worked with placed orders to get stock. And I think this was for, um, I would say, two main reasons. There was panic buying in Australia, uh, you know, a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. So people, you know, rushing to supermarkets to buy whatever they could think of, uh, stuff they probably didn't need. And, uh, you know, the Australian buyers were probably afraid that their um, Italian or European suppliers at some point would shut and be unable to ship orders later on. Uh, I have to say that um, this is not the case. Food companies are still allowed to operate here in Italy. They never closed. And um, as I said before, it seems we are seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. So probably from May the 4th, uh, uh, you know, more businesses uh, will uh, will open again. Uh, and um, life should be, again, not normal, but close to normal. Yeah. Um, anyways, all the new projects I was working on, uh, came to a stop due to the uncertainty in uh, the Australian market. Obviously, buyers don't know what's going to happen with the category reviews. Distributors do not want to launch new brands as they want to dedicate time and resources to their <laughs> um, current suppliers. Plus, the exchange rate, uh, euro, Australian dollar, um, has not been very uh, favorable for Australian buyers in the last few months. And on top of that, you know, GDP forecasts are not that good in Australia for probably the first time in a, in a few uh, years. So clearly, a lot of uncertainty and reluctance to uh, to uh, launch uh, new products or work on uh, new uh, projects. It's been almost um, six weeks since the uh, total lockdown that shut the entire um, economy here in Italy. Uh, I remember very well it was March the uh, 9th. At the beginning, uh, it was panic. And as I was saying a minute ago, people rushing to supermarkets to get hand sanitizer, 
toilet paper, stock up on dry, dry <laughs> grocery products with long yep. shelf life, so tuna, pasta, rice, uh, pulses, whatever, which is what happened initially uh, in Australia as well. Maybe it's still yep. going on, but I've been reading the news. It seems, you know, that um, people have realized Correct. that there will always be toilet paper on shelf. Correct. You're very, you're very true. It's crazy how, how the same pandemic in two different countries can have the same effect uh, when it comes to human behavior, which is fantastic right. to hear um, that we're not very different at all. A lot of people say, yeah, different, um, very different people. But when it comes down to it, we're all the same. We all need loo roll. And uh, a lot of people uh, needed loo roll a lot more than others. So um, it's yeah, very interesting. But sorry, yeah. car- carry on, Francesca. Yeah, no worries. Uh, but anyways, I, I agree with you. You know, from the outside, uh, the, uh, the Italian culture and the Australian culture are both fascinating, beautiful, but very, very different. But in the end, we are all behaving the, uh, the same yeah. way. Um, anyways, at the beginning of the lockdown, uh, all the restaurants and bars were still open in Italy, although with uh, some limitations. So, you know, it was still possible to go out for a pizza, ice cream, whatever, and the home cooking was uh, very, very limited. Yeah. Uh, plus, there was and there still is uh, you know, a difference between the north, uh, where the number of people who tested positive was very high, and the south, where I am, where the COVID-19 uh, was and still seems um, under control. Uh, but in the last month, everything has changed. Restaurants, bars, hotels, cafes, pubs, all the businesses that have not been considered strategic for um for the for the country have been closed by the government at national <laughs> level doesn't matter if you are in the south or in the north all the restaurants have been closed so when it comes to eating you either cook at home or you have to you know order online or on the phone and um this has generated especially at the beginning even longer queues outside supermarkets uh and even more panic and this has resulted in the fact that millions of home chefs were uh, were born. Um, I think that, um, like Australians, uh, even here in Italy, we love cooking at home. But still, we also love to go out to to you know restaurants and enjoy our beautiful um, yeah uh, our beautiful country. So as a consequence of this, we we all started to you know to cook more and more at home. We had to. Uh, this includes um, uh, uh, myself. And as such, sales of traditionally slow-moving products increased rap- rapidly. Stuff like flowers, yeast, baking mixes, spices, herbs, dried fruits, they all started to sell a lot. And, you know, traditionally, these are uh, slow-moving uh, categories. Of mm-hmm. course, we like to make our own pasta or pizza at home in Italy, but uh, not very often. I probably once every, I don't know five or six weeks. Now it seems that every day we are making pizza or focaccia or pasta. Uh, yeah. f- first just, of all, because we need to eat. Just, to chip, just to chip in there, Francesco, because uh, before I forget, and I think this is a great kind of point uh, that you're making. So in Australia, yeah, everyone's following the same. It literally is just probably three weeks behind, uh, yeah, three weeks behind where you guys are at. And the home baking aisles, yeah, the the long shelf, the dried fruits, nuts. Everyone's becoming a home chef because they've got the time and um, there's nothing else to do, and um, the products are there. What would you say was the main trends that were just about to kick off this year in Italy 
which has now kind of stopped and everyone's moved to making homemade pizzas again and uh, baking mixes. What's What's been the biggest difference that you've seen kind of uh, change or was growing and then kind of stopped and then potentially will kick off again when all this uncertainty is settled? Uh, what would you say those trends were? Uh, yeah, very, very good question. Uh, something that you may not know is that, uh, as you can expect, the Italian market is um, is very traditional, let's say, but there's not a lot of innovation because most of the times we like to think that, you know, we've got the uh, best or most authentic natural food in the world. So when it comes to new products, we are <laughs> a little slow to to adapt and uh, uh, to adopt this um, these products. So if yeah, I think of um, of um, you know uh, natural, organic, uh, um, healthy, free from foods, uh, uh, the usual uh, you know health food eyes in Italy. Uh, you know, is not as innovative as what you would find in the US or, or um, in Australia. So trends that are happening in other countries will probably happen in Italy uh, the year after or two years after then. At the moment, clearly, one of the categories that was very big was um, uh, ethnic foods. Japanese and sushi have been very popular for years, but... Only more recent times we have been discovering uh, Thai, Chinese, or um, you know all uh, all the cuisines from uh, Southeast Asia. So okay. ethnic or um, international uh, um, cooking products uh, were becoming very popular in Italy with uh, a lot of space on shelf in supermarkets. But you know I guess that these days. Uh, uh, our our main goal is not to uh, make sushi home or to make yep. pad thai, uh, but uh, you know, as I said, we are uh, we are baking more and uh, we yeah, are you go back to your roots. Yeah, back back to the basics. Another category uh, was probably you know um, all those products that uh, will give um, will, will will strengthen your immune system. So. Uh, Products that facilitate uh, digestion uh, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and so on and so forth. Uh, but again, probably these these trends will uh, uh, will go on standby for uh, for a while and probably pick up again. I hope yeah. so, at least in uh, in the next year or so. But uh, it will be probably a very slow recovery. It's fantastic. I always love hearing, yeah, kind of different trends around the world because, as you know, some products do extremely well in certain countries. You take it to another country and it flops. And a a lot of, you'd know from being in Australia, a lot of um, the trends was either influenced by the US market or highly influenced by the UK market. And it's always good to get a perspective of someone who's living in the country which is you in Italy that sees it and I find that fascinating the ethnic foods and international foods was just on the cusp of uh, taking off but then you bring in a virus and people go back to what they know best and kind of home home comforts and it'll be I'd be keen to hear in the future how that continues and kind of develops because you could look at it two ways it could be people have short-term memories and just once it's over go back to the foods that they were kind of 
looking forward to creating and going out to eat or they could have that level of uncertainty and go you know what Italy have got the best pizzas in the world and best pasta I'll I'll stick to what I know and uh, and uh, yeah so that's very fascinating but I just love the fascination that um, I'm on the other side of the world but everything is just the same and it comes to food trends and it's it's good to hear that yeah immunity immunity and gut health was was on the cusp as well because that's something uh, I heavily believe will will grow bigger and will also grow bigger uh, in the near term and long term because I think people will start to understand um, the great connection between yeah gut health and um, overall health and well being. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And um, yeah, just one more category I want to mention clearly is uh, plant-based meat. Uh, yep. It was at the very beginning year. There are very, very, very few products in supermarkets, nothing compared to Australia or the UK or the US. So we were just starting to see, you know, the tip of the iceberg. Uh, I guess, you know, that now people uh, are not that much interested in plant-based meats right now anymore in Italy. But um, as you said, it's a trend that it's emerged um, anywhere else, so it will it will happen in Italy uh, as well. Fantastic! Can you tell me more about the the Italian retail space in general? I I know. Let's go pre uh, COVID nineteen. Was was there a high kind of um, presence? in bricks and mortar store or were the Italians moving more to online and does social media still play a large role in Italy on kind of the products that people buy? Um, yeah. So, uh, of online penetration is, uh, is not very high in Italy. And, uh, one more time, there is a big difference between, uh, Northern Italy and Southern Italy. Uh, there's a lot of potential for online sales. And in fact, in the last six, eight weeks, online sales have um, literally uh, boomed. Uh, yeah. um, on the one hand, probably we are a bit hesitant to buy stuff online in general, as, um, as, um, uh, as per our culture. We you know, like to touch and see and maybe try what we are going to buy, especially when yeah. it comes to food or, uh, or uh, clothing. Um, uh, and on the other end, again, uh, uh, the, the, the uh, penetration is is not very high in southern Italy. So many people, well, not many, but still some people do not have access to uh, laptops uh, or do not, uh, you know, uh, do well on the internet. So they just don't don't buy online. Yeah. But in uh, in uh, recent weeks, clearly uh, things have changed because people uh, had to go to supermarkets and be in line maybe for for an hour or two just to get in because supermarkets will uh, let in only a few people at a time. Uh, and, um, you know, it's, uh, it's very annoying to be in line for uh, an hour or two outside a supermarket. So the easier alternative was just to, um, you know, do your grocery shopping online. So online has been growing and it will continue growing um, for sure. Um, and then another important difference between probably the Italian market and the Australian market is that here, um, and especially in Southern Italy, people do shop a lot in, uh, uh small family stores like butchers or, um, cheese shops, green grocers, um, especially in, uh, uh, here in the South. 
so clearly, we still go to supermarkets uh, to, you know, where it's just easier to buy uh, everything. Um, but we still love to uh, go to the same uh, green grocer or cheese supplier where we have been going for uh, for ages. In fact, when you look at sales data for Italian grocery, um, the sales data cl- clearly will give you an overview of what's happening in hypermarkets, supermarkets, convenience store, discount stores, but they never include those small independent family stores. And that's an important part of the market we are missing because uh, uh, people love going there, have a chat with the owner, uh, you know, maybe have a chat also with the other customers because you just happen to know uh, all the people who, who, who shop there. You've been going there for years. It, it, it feels like, um, you know, going to see a, a relative or a, uh, or a friend. Uh, and um, in terms of the retailers, uh, uh, our market is very fragmented as opposed to uh, the Australian retail, where it's very concentrated in the end, you know, very uh, few retailers. Uh, <laughs> in Italy, I think that the bigger player in the market has a market share of around 12, 13%, and that's the biggest player. Uh, other than wow. that, there are hundreds of small supermarket chains uh, with um, regional presence, and they have you know market share of one percent or uh, 0.5 percent. So in uh, in any given city, you can shop at probably 10 or 15 different supermarkets uh, belonging to different uh, groups or uh, trading under uh, different banners. Uh, That's fantastic to know. Yeah, yeah. I mean that yeah. that clearly uh, gives you an advantage in terms of price because all the retailers will be competing on price. But in the end, what they are selling is uh, is pretty much the same. The same kind of pasta you can get from retailer A, you can get it from retailer B, and maybe there will just be a uh, a very small um, price difference. Fantastic. And what does the the short future look like to you now? With hopefully. Hopefully people know where they're at and the virus is going or kind of being controlled. Where where do you see business for yourself going? Is it still business as usual or have you now thought you need to change kind of tactics, um, whether it's short term and long term thinking? Yeah, as far as my business is concerned, uh, it doesn't really depend on on uh, what's going to happen in the Italian market, but it uh, you know it depends more on what's going to happen on uh, in markets like um, like Australia, as my uh, most of my customers are you know in Australia or in New Zealand or in other foreign countries. Uh, so it's probably you know too too early to judge but you know i'm sure that um the purchasing behavior of consumers around the world will uh, uh will change and as i said before even importers and distributors will be more hesitant to launch uh, new foreign brands uh, just because you know resources are limited mm-hmm. it seems that you know there will be a huge financial crisis especially in europe Hopefully not uh, not in Australia and uh, Asia. Um, so I guess that my business will change. I still need to figure out how. Um, I'm sure that the interest in products, in uh, premium products, gourmet products uh, from uh, from Europe, uh, uh, you know, will uh, will never stop. But in a way, it uh, it will change. But uh, we'll uh, we'll have you know to sit and wait.
Fantastic. Well, it's always good to hear from you and uh, I look forward to hearing more from you. Like we, we are regularly in contact and it, it's great to have someone like yourself on, on the podcast because this is why I actually created the, uh, the Retail Ready podcast because I was having so many different discussions with so many different suppliers and businesses and brand owners around the world that I got to hear so many useful insights and facts and just great stories and different connections. And you're one of them that I'd always have a, have a conversation with and learn something new. And I hope that people are listening, learn something new and kind of sees the retail world in a different light as well, that things are different in different countries, but at the end of the day, everyone still eats and everyone still has the yeah. same kind of behaviors. Um, but I just want to thank you for giving up your time just to give an overview of yeah what, what it's like in Italy at the moment and kind of what you guys have gone through. Um, and it happened in a blink of an eye, to be honest. And I think we, uh, we had a couple of weeks up our sleeves to uh, be able to control uh, some measures that you guys weren't. So I hope, uh, I hope you keep safe, your family keeps safe, and I hope business returns to normal as soon as possible. And uh, I look forward to uh, hearing more from you and just seeing the amazing products that you always seem to uh, to find. And uh, one day there's going to be a gem in there that um, I look forward to putting my name on um, yeah. and having a, a great connection with you. But yeah, thank you very much, Francesco. Yeah, thanks. Thanks to you, Ben. It's been a, a pleasure to be on the podcast. Uh, um, you know, I, I listen often to your podcast and I always thought, oh, why why don't I and Ben do, you know, a podcast um, together? And um, as you said, it's a pleasure to, uh, you know, be in touch, understand what's um, what's happening in the market, what the trends are, what your ideas are. Uh, and uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we keep in touch and um, finally launch uh, you know, a product together uh, in, uh, in Australia. Absolutely amazing. Well, I'll, I'll be tagging you on LinkedIn. And um, for anyone who's listening that wants to learn more about the products that Francesco can get a hold of and the businesses that um, he can get in contact, then I'm sure people are People are free to uh, send you a message, and um, what I'll do, I'll put your email in the uh, in the podcast um, comment section, and uh, hopefully people can reach out and basically get some of your amazing stuff, which it is absolutely fantastic, and it's uh, it's very true and very authentic half this time, and uh, I always love hearing from you. So you look after yourself, and thank you again. Thanks, Ben. Take care and um, keep in touch.